Blockchain, crypto, NFTs, DeFi, Metaverse, Web3 is literally eating the world and community builders are the new leaders. Hi everyone, I'm Bilal El Alami, co-founder of Pirates Lab, a startup studio fully dedicated to Web3 startups. In Pirates Land, I'll give the mic to Web3 builders, founders and investors so that we can deep dive with them into what is truly about Web3 entrepreneurship. No conventional bullshit, only creativity, rebellion and community-driven insights. So for this first ever podcast, I received my very good friends and business school comrade Maximilian Stockel. It happened that Maximilian and I, we co-founded lately Dogami, which is this revisited Tamagotchi or, or Nintendogs with NFTs and augmented reality. Um, and so I decided to invite him so that we can share this uh, safe space. We'll be discussing about his childhood, what inspired him. We'll try to understand who were his mentors and what drived his inspiration. Um, in the second part of the podcast, we'll deep dive more into the offering of Dogami to its community. And uh, Max will share with us uh, some insights around this community, the growth and the objectives for the end of the year. And then we'll finish with some routines where we'll discuss some um, news of the week. And I'll be asking some funny questions to Max to see how he reacts. Thank you, everyone. Maximilian, how are you, bro? I'm I can good, call I'm you good. bro because we're... Pretty good friends. Yes. I have to admit, I, I, I cheated a little bit since it was my first uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, I wanted to feel comfortable. Yeah. So I invited you. Thanks for, for coming over. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's start. Tell me, who's sure. Maximilian Stockel? <laughs> Where did he grow up? Um, yeah. So I grew up in Austria, very much in the countryside, somewhere at the intersection of Czech Republic, Germany, and Austria. Really. Okay. A lot of uh, cultures. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so it's a village with 2,000 people. Um, yeah, pretty chill childhood, I have to say. And yeah, but then I moved on, you know, went to, let's say, Vienna, studied there, studied business, and then moved to Paris to study. That's where I met you. Yeah. <laughs> As you remember, did an exchange semester in uh, yeah, Canada, and now I lived in Munich for a while, and now I'm here. Great, 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 great. Who inspired you in your childhood? You know, we all have this person who kind of uh, was a turning point in our core values um, and in, yeah, kind of the person we want, we want to become. Who, who was that person for you? Uh, I've reflected, I reflected a bit on that. And I would say it's probably my, my grandfathers who inspired me most. Okay. I mean, you have to imagine, you know, like, so they are entrepreneurs as well. And what they did back then is pretty much they, when everyone else was a farmer, they started different businesses. Okay. So for example, in one case is like, they did not only grow crops, but they basically planted trees and planted plants. Okay. And there wasn't even a market for that back in the day because it wasn't known. And we're talking like 1880 or something like that. So, and then, yeah, they evolved, company evolved and... Yeah, it's a quite big company, I would say, like eight people or something like that. Okay. And, and so yeah, what inspired you is the kind of your grandfather th thinking outside the box. Correct. Yeah. Basically. Okay. You know, like everything else, everyone else was doing different things and they are uh, the same thing and they decided to do something else. 
And how was very he? much what fit the context back in the day, right? Okay, interesting. But and how was he? Was he more a kind of a wise man? Was he more as a businessman? He's he's still alive, yeah. So that's great. Um, a mix, I would say, is more more a businessman, but okay. also very innovative. He took a lot of bets. Okay, I would say, and okay. you know, I heard so boldness, boldness, yeah. But you know, they were just traveling around Europe, etc., and trying out different things. As I said. In this, in their context, was not the usual thing to do because okay. everyone else is just farming and they yeah, I see. To. So really, those are the biggest influences, I would say. Interesting, interesting. Kind of the same question, but uh, in another moment of your life, I truly believe that an entrepreneur cannot succeed without mentors. Obviously, the sooner you have mentors, the higher your chances to succeed. And obviously, as you grow and And, and, and learn, you have different mentors for each step of the way. Um, who do you consider as your professional mentor and why? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's a few. So depending a bit on the phase of my career. But yeah, um, there were always pivotal people, I would say, that really broadened my horizon. And I fully agree with you. Like whoever says, whoever believes that you can just start from zero. I mean, those cases exist, but they're not common. No. Um, I mean, I would say, I wouldn't say it's luck. Obviously, it's, luck takes more uh, more part in, in it than, than regular people. But uh, no, I, I think obviously every, everybody should be very humble mm. on how they reach to success. And for me, it's definitely impossible to do it by yourself. Uh, you have to rely yeah. on other people and they rely on you and etc. So, um, okay, thanks for, for this introduction. You have something to add? No, I mean, just about the mentors. I think I always paired up with people that are not like me, I would say. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, I was working in Vienna with that guy who's like a great salesman, had a lot of vision, and that was really cool. Like, I really sort of also challenged myself to become different. I mean, by default, I'm very much an introvert. Okay. It's just my personality. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But also, you have to acknowledge that you have to evolve as a person. And there were a few people to people like Andy, that guy in Vienna, okay. talking about. And then, at, you know, BCG, I also got to know some people, project leader, with whom I worked for like two years or two and a half years, plus the, the MDP I was working with. They really inspired my in their humbleness, but also in the way they approached things, which is obviously very different from the first guy. But still, professionally, I learned a lot from them. And and how do you mix this with the entrepreneurial mindset that you have for kind of a year now? Um, I think a vision, you know, like the professional side is important for execution and planning because a, a vision without execution is just a dream. So... I think it's important that you get experience in a professional environment, but also that you have your artist friends, I don't know, DJs, um, painters, whatever it is, actors, because I think those have just very different approaches to things. And I myself at least try to, I'm not very successful to be honest, surround myself with people who do other things than I do. You know? Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I truly also believe that uh, by trying to maximize the, the complementarity that you can have with others, you yeah, can on, only maximize the productivity. 
And it's also just interesting, right? I mean, getting to know different things and getting to know how other people think and getting different perspectives. Well, curiousness is definitely uh, extremely important to, yeah, yeah. to become an entrepreneur and to sustain the entrepreneurial That's true. adventure. I fully agree. Because you have to renew yeah. yourself a lot and a lot. So and it's also not only like, I think you also have to venture out and meet different cultures, right? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. We had this chance of uh, yeah, yeah, growing, growing in a mixed environment. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's definitely uh, um, energizing. Oh, yeah. Um, so we've jumped in the entrepreneurial side. So let's talk about Dogami. Yeah. What are the origins of the project? <laughs> I would say it's you. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much a year ago, so for the community, that Bilal uh, called me up. No, he actually, the first thing was an enigmatic message. <laughs> so it was more like we were buddies at uni and we studied together for a year or so, and then we stayed in touch for the three years to come. And then I sort of reached out to him whether he has a gig like for his previous company, etc. And He's like, no, not really, but he's, he's going to keep his eyes open and ears open. And then two weeks later, I received this enigmatic message, like we're doing this DeFi and dogs and this killer venture. And I was like, what, what, what are we doing? <laughs> and I wasn't very deep in the blockchain space. I, I bought some crypto and knew about NFTs, but I didn't know much. Anyway, um, I was like, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> Something I call, um, then Bilal was in Dubai, sitting there without a shirt, explaining, smoking cigarettes, <laughs> explaining what we're doing with, what, what we what, could do, <laughs> what we could do. And then, yeah, that's what happens. And now I think the opportunity that you and Adrian, our co-founder, saw was like growing space of NFTs, um, gaming and pets. So, and yeah, it made sense to me. I looked at the stats because that's what I do. And <laughs> so the markets, and I think we took the right choice. Definitely. I think uh, it was the right timing with the right yeah, people. Yeah. And I don't think we could have done it any other way. No. And you know, it really, I think from the previous concept, it really evolved to what it is right now. Mm. A great brand. Um, really promising opportunity for play-to-earn game or play and earn game, whatever you want to call it. And also just an IP. I mean, we want to build this like Pokemon or I don't know, Tamagotchi. People should know it. And that's one of our goals for the next four years. Interesting, interesting. Can you kind of um, restate the vision of Dogami? And what do you expect Dogami to bring What, what do you think is going to be the impact of Dogami on, onto people? I want to build a community for pet lovers that have their first interaction with blockchain and NFTs, but also not just a community that's you know, there for the sake of experience with blockchain, but I think we can really build a, a great and immersive experience where people can you know, have digital assets like their dogs and ha can have a bond with the dog and also make friends. And I okay. think that's, that should be the goal. Community-centric? Community-centric. It shouldn't be self-centric. I don't believe that a game 
or a media product that we are at the end of the day can survive only on the premise of giving out tokens. You know what I mean? Of course. Of course. I mean, of we course. see it with Axie Infinity. Yes, they are trailblazers. Yes, it works. Yes, it made a few people rich. But I, the long-term entertainment value has yet to be proven. And also the long-term community value. Yeah. And I think the cool thing about Dogami is that you can do so many things around it. Not and reach out to so many yeah, people not, around not, it. Yeah, also, like, I mean, you know our community, right? I mean, it's like crypto fanatics and NFT collectors. And, and dog lovers. Dog lovers, most of all. And gamers. And I think that's it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, cocktail Molotov. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so I, I see where you want to get to, but... What do what do you want people from this community to tell about the game in kind of five years from now? What is the impact on them? Is it like uh, getting introduced to a new paradigm? Is it um, like solve mm. issues with people from like-minded yeah. uh, thoughts? Or the Gami was my first NFT, and I created my wallet for that. That should be a sort of memory. Okay. And then a second... So adoption? Sort of, you know, just like everyone's talking about, oh, yeah, I bought my first Bitcoin in 2017. It's like, I mean, when you meet real OGs, that's the story to tell you. Yeah. And I think where we are right now, adoption, etc. I think could be a nice story that people say, okay, Tugami was my first NFT. Yeah, that's true, how true, I true, got true. into the space. It has the potential, at yeah, least. Definitely. All right. And then, sorry, second, obviously, should be... Second thing should be, yeah, I had great memories, great experiences with Dogami, a lot of fun. I mean, I look back, that's actually something I should have mentioned in the intro. I used to be a big gamer, uh, played 20,000 hours, Field Wars and World of Warcraft and Counter-Strike Source and Call of Duty, all of which are very different games, but they're also very much around multiplayer and community. And, you know, I just remember these days where you play 12 hours straight and you just had fun with your friends. True. And I think this is to be the, the ambition. All right, all right, all right. I wish uh, wish that for for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're talking about the community. Can you give us some KPIs about your community? Some static number growth. Sure. Um, right now we have I think one hundred seventy thousand people combined on both Twitter and Discord. All right. So obviously great and growing. Um, we only have, unfortunately, 4,000 holders currently on the NFTs. But the goal is, until the end of the year, to have um, 40,000 players. Okay. And next year, then 200,000 players. So, and then by, by 2024, at least a million players. So, this is, these are the goals. And then, obviously, this huge North Star of saying that everyone should know the army. Of course. Um... So we have kind of the numbers. What do you think are the key success factors to build a community like you did? Mm, good question. <laughs> I mean... Like retrospectively. What retrospectively, do you think you've what, done what, what, what well. I compare us to other projects, etc. I think we're still very much in day one, to be honest. But I think what really propelled us forward was first having a great brand. But brand without substance doesn't really help. But also a, a good theme that people gravitate towards. 
in our case it was the dogs, it was this play-to-earn aspect that really made a lot of people curious. And yeah, I mean, brand I think can't be overstated. It's it's what you see, it's what you feel, it's yeah, sort of what you rem remember at the end of the day when you go to a homepage. And then obviously also like a great team. I mean, we've been executing all of us very well. We've barely existed eight months officially, and we've made. Well, the real communication started like in January, so. For yeah, September, like a bit, you know, it was sort of building a bit. But you're right. I mean, yeah. we took three months to go from zero community members to 5,000. And then we took one month to go from 5,000 to 100,000. And that's Crazy. when you know when, you know. You have a product market fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we need to monetize yeah. it. <laughs> so also yeah. shout out to all the community members who, uh, yeah, were on board early. Do you have some specific growth tactics that, that you thought that you think were more impactful than the other? Um, yeah, I think our the whitelist process for us was really elaborate. Yeah. It was really well thought through. Because there were just a lot of elements, like let's say that you have to invite people on Discord really helped. I mean, yeah, we also obviously also got a lot of bots which we had to remove but then second that you have to share stuff on twitter that really helped us boost uh, the reach and then um yeah also the process so the so so um i would like to reformulate yes, kind sorry. of uh, um playing between twitter and discord yes yeah yeah correct in a very recurrent way yeah with simple mini games in the end, like uh, retweet, follow. Yeah, like gamified, gamified social media. So, social quests, kind of. Social quests, yeah. Social Especially, digital yeah. quests. Yeah. Okay. And then I think also the prospect of being able to get a whitelist in the first place. Um, I know it's been really a grind for some of the community members, mm -hmm. but at least if you were active, you had a good shot at getting a, a whitelist. Um, and we try to make it even more, and I think that the challenge is going to be going forward that we also onboard new community members because at the end of the day, we are in an industry and we have a network which is the, you know, that benefits from having more players on board and more NFT holders on board. And it's going to be a challenge to balance the needs of the OGs and new players that also want to come in mm. without having to spend one thousand dollars on a talk i think that's going to be critical obviously 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 so yeah let's 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 sum up activating a community growing a community requires gamification routine and mastering social networks such as twitter and discord which are kind of the centered centered space where mm -hmm. everything happens and i think also one thing we did that wasn't really, I wouldn't say badly received, but there were mixed reactions was that when we decided to kill Telegram, we had a Telegram channel for a while and we tried to do it in both Telegram and Discord. It turned out that, you know, on Telegram, you, you can't, don't really have the opportunities to build a community like you do on Discord. No. So I think it was an important decision because then at least we focused the activity in one place. 
that was yeah true every every project were were on telegram in in the kind of SEO phase but uh, it's kind of limited to 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 entertain and and, and, and the connectivity mm. with other tools are, are, are not uh, very simple um, but my question was more toward the management of this community which mm. is critical yeah. to the success of the game obviously yeah and how do you manage a hundred thousand people on discord and have you thought yet of tools that could help you in this field of community management mm. yeah i think there's a few different topics here i mean for community management first is would say activation of the community right mm. sort of growth hacking and keeping them entertained so there is new content and the second one is the ticketing, like all of the issues people run into, etc. Um, I think the the first chunk, sort of the marketing activation or community activation, just requires a lot of ingenuity and creativity, and also interesting content. I mean, you can do uh, contests where you reward people that are most active, and we made that mistake as well. But then you only get spam. And people trying True. to good morning, know, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good night, <laughs> <laughs> which is not really valuable, I think, for the wider community. What are your thoughts? Okay, no, you missed the community tools. Yeah, yeah, correct. The the, the second chunk, um, ticketing. I mean, obviously, we have uh, a great group of mods. Okay. To help us. Okay. Um, many of which are volunteers, which is obviously great, and. For those, we have like an FAQ document so that they have, you know, quick answer to mm -hmm. all the questions the community might have. Um, and then a third aspect for the ticketing as well is build a good product that works. And second, um, also being proactive in the communication. So if you see that th there might be an issue that some people have, just, you know, be quicker than them mm -hmm. and answer it to them. I mean, people will ask anyway because a lot don't read the announcements. But it helps you to, you know. I often say that, yeah, you, you need to treat your community as your investors. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, they are kind of your investors. You sold them tokens. Mm. They're holding. They are token holders. So, well, they're not investors. They are participants yeah. in, in the economy. Stakeholders. Stakeholders. Yeah. But, yeah, you kind of, you owe them something. You owe them yeah, something because... Yeah. The value comes from them. We know them. You owe them everything. <laughs> yeah, we owe them everything. So it's very key in the mindset uh, of yeah. Web3 founders to uh, to have this community-centric, community-driven mm. approach to, to 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 the acquisition. Um, so okay, we're talking about Web3. We're talking about community. And yeah, I think you'd asked about the community tools, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff to be built, like chatbots and I don't know, that, like just stuff that helps you remove the work yeah definitely i mean um i've seen what uh what alexander our head of growth mm. is doing and it's been like a couple of days i've been spending my evenings trying to find mm. if someone thought of a tool that could automatize the analysis of mm. discord give us some more insights uh i'm sure in the server we can track what people tell to each other yeah we can, yeah. We can find um we can find uh, malicious people we yeah. can understand their impression um, do some natural language oh, yeah, processing yeah, yeah. Super interesting, yeah. on, 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 on the data. Sentiment analysis. Yeah, uh, there, there, yeah. I think there's a, it's, yeah, this, this new model 
um, more community centric is opening the the doors to new businesses, which is yeah. just fascinating. And we come from data background, yeah. so we we understand those those things. All right, so we've talked about you, we've talked about your product. Yeah, let's put the game a little side and center about your entrepreneurial uh, adventure. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned in the beginning that uh, when you got into the gaming, it was your first NFT, you didn't know a lot about Web3, mm -hmm. maybe you had some cryptos, but um, can you describe this transition from Web2 of Web3? Yeah. And um, kind of your impression on the learning curve, what are your advice to new people who want to do this? Uh, oh. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it's a wild ride. I think it's it's incredible. I came from a very fast-paced environment, but this is web three is twenty four seven, as you know. <laughs> it's like insane, um, and it's it's really cool. I mean, I love it because it's global. I mean, you know, during the fundraising process, the morning you talk with Singapore and Australia, and the evening you talk with San Francisco, and that's what I love about it because you can build a global business from day one and that's that's amazing then obviously what what i also didn't mention but you know at some point two years ago i wrote on a paper what i want to do in 10 years and i said like okay in 10 years i want to lead a team that builds something innovative at you know sort of um really really with a potential upside that is uh no, no, actually on the technological frontier, okay. sort of. Okay. That really, you know, it's just it's new, it's great technology, it's useful. That's sort of what I want it to be. And I think right now I'm really in the, in the sweet spot. I mean, we're, we're pioneering the gaming, we're pioneering how people, you know, experience web. Like, it's incredible. Even more, we're pioneering, like, this paradigm shift in, in gaming, but we're also, I believe, we're connecting kind of the value of our generation, which are driven around ecology, who are driven about collaboration and, and sharing, um, with with a tech that yeah. can also allow this. Um, you've, you've mentioned digital ownership, mm -hmm. so empowering people to own yeah. what they're supposed to own. Yeah. Whereas today they're not, they don't really own it because no. it's stored on a centralized database or um, it's an entitlement that is owned by the bank mm. for 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 some financial financial assets. I, I agree. Yeah. We also change completely the perception of ownership. Mm. I mean, it's just the way it is. Do you have some tips of um, um, how can I say resources or influential people mm. that um, yeah, who was providing good content for 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 for, for attacking this learning yeah. curve? Um, so, I mean, personally, I read like Decrypt and Cointelegraph and these things. And then also to learn about new projects, just also just talk to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So I talk with VCs weekly basis pretty much. And there I get a lot of insight. Um, but I think paradoxically enough, I learn the most from just talking to people in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so That's I'm, true. Yeah, because... And then obviously, if I have questions, I reach out to some of our advisors and, and VCs. I'm aware that not everyone has the privilege to be in that situation. So my advice would probably be to just you know go on Discord and have 
ask good targeted questions and I'm sure there's going to be someone who can teach you something. Yep. I think what's the greatest about, sorry, but free space, we're very early. Things are very rudimentary. So it's not overly complex and it's still pretty easy to understand like the different tech layers, etc. Whereas for Web2, I don't know how I could you know, explain to you the DNS servers and systems, etc. Yeah, you're right. The Lego are so small that yeah. uh, taken apart, I mean, if you overcome this bias of tackling something yeah. new, um, maybe we're biased in saying that now. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not that complicated. I mean, like downloading, um, setting up a wallet is downloading an app now. Yeah, so yeah. We need to digitalize that. Um, it's important to do mistakes. Yeah. Quickly. Um, take a step back. Try to understand the the the, the reasons, and and move forward. What do you think was kind of the mistakes you've done in 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 those past in this past year or in this past nine months? Mm. As an entrepreneur, um, maybe outside the, it's not necessarily connected to 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 the to the yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, that's a tricky one. Requires some reflection, but I would say I should have focused on hiring earlier. I would say, and mm. I think every startup founder is going to tell you that. Definitely. Um, I should have maybe you know. I just you just waste time sometimes, but it's almost part of the process. Um, also with my personal, should delegate more. Should talk earlier to people, you know, like just those things. But I think you have to experience them yourself to actually know what it means. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally right. Uh, you know, it's like when we're kids and uh, yeah. they tell us things, but... Uh, you fall and you hurt yourself. And, yeah. then, and you, you, get, you, you get the message. Yeah, yeah. And you hope that the damage is not big enough. Yeah. No, but also I think one of the biggest learnings, and I think we made a lot of mistakes there, is the, the lack of proactive communication to our community members, mm. especially with the, the token launch. Um, as you said, like people want transparency and they're going to dig on the blockchain, etc. And I think we could have saved a lot of sleepless nights uh, you know, and stress. And stress, most of all, <laughs> to you know, um, to not create this fud around you. And the second one is probably yes, I agree that we have to build and stuff and just try things out. But once you have once your community grows, you also need to be sure that stuff works. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you make the right choices. Yeah. Because uh, each mistake will impact mm -hmm. more and more people. And, and actually, and that's the third point. That's also a thing. Just like in other startup scaling, like you have to reflect deeply on is this feature you're about to add going to add value to your end users? Mm -hmm. Or could it be say, you know, resolved more pragmatically? I think that's also some, some of the key takeaways. Really challenge kind of the minimal viable product product yeah. that you need each step of the way in a very lucid manner and yeah, I would even ask uh, tolerance zero risk. Mm. Um, like if you don't feel comfortable, yeah. leave it for the next time. Um, very insightful. Thanks, Max. Yeah, like, um, thanks for having me. I want to 
couple last questions before, uh, well, one or two last questions before we get into the, the ritual part, which is the, the, the end of the, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> of the podcast. Um, Do we also have to, did you read that, that Megan Fox occasionally drinks the blood of her? What? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that the ritual we're gonna do? No, 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 no. <laughs> Another type of ritual. Um, <coughs> Sorry. What <laughs> I like questions. about one of the what I like yeah. most about you is you're, you're a very sharp person and and very organized. You have the maturity to put some barriers on yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are the rituals that keeps you in those barriers? Yeah, like every great founder, get up at four thirty, read newspaper, meditate. <laughs> <laughs> you don't read do a that. Book. <laughs> no, no, I sleep long. Um, I don't know. To be honest, do I have a ritual? No, I don't have rituals. I think I just have so much stuff to do that I weed out the unimportant things anyway. Okay. And just staying organized. I mean, if you've been stressed before and you were not organized, mm. you know, it it hurts. So after a while, you just sort of adopt those being more organized, I think. Okay, so you took the habit and yeah, tried yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, correct. But also, uh, I did read a lot of a lot but i did read some stuff online or in books okay to sort of shape my thinking all right i would say Any, anything to share i mean there's tiny habits um i also have the habit of not finishing books so I probably <laughs> <Me> re- <too. laughs> read like 10 percent, but i got the key message it's like breaking habits down to the very small bits and then putting reminders everywhere so that okay. you and not taking on too many reminders everywhere. I also yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have my to-do list like in five yeah. different uh, mediums. Yeah. <laughs> Doomed to fail almost. Um, ah, and also Trello. Like Trello? Have, yeah, I saw of... you a lot on Trello, man. Yeah. I, I didn't got like, I, I don't know. I didn't grasp it. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes what I do is I have like, you know, a huge list of to-dos and I'm like, I need to finish these three things. <laughs> and I think, you know, Doing, let's say, three things fully is better than doing 10 things at 0.2 or 20% of 10 things because, you know. Stop starting and start finishing. Finishing, yeah. Um, <coughs> all right. Yeah. Let's go in the ritual phase. Oh, no. So in the ritual phase, I have like four rituals. Um, the first one, I'd like to know if you are... How do you motivate yourself? Are you more of um, an ex- you need external forces to motivate yourself? Example, you give an appointment at eight a.m. at the library next week, next next day, so that you yeah. you engage yourself and you have to go. Um, or are you the kind who who introspect a little bit more and kind of um, like insult himself, like uh, you're you you. you I don't know, you, you won't get married if you don't finish that, that, that before this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of do that. <laughs> I see. No, I think I'm more the, the, the previous, the first one. External? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, okay. not 100%. I mean, there's stuff that's important to me, but yeah. All right. It's so, more external. And I try to hold, I try to have other people hold me accountable. Exactly. You know? yeah, I see so what you mean. That's a, that's, a, that's a good approach. Yeah. What are your thoughts on 
The Economic Outlook on Bitcoin breaking under 40k. Mm. Um, for me, they shouldn't be correlated, but what, what are your thoughts? How do you think the economic outlook is going to impact crypto? Mm. Um, when do you expect kind of the things to get complicated? Um, I don't know when I should expect things to become complicated. Um, but I think for the outlook, what we see is that crypto is just very much influenced or correlated with the price of normal equities like stocks. And I think that's largely driven by retail investors. You know, they, they get bad news, they pull out, etc., etc. And also these days with Bitcoin, even though it's the support post store of value, um, you hear from like market makers and exchanges that it's largely driven by institutional investors who just, you know, yeah. trade big chunks every day and they move the market. And I think um, I don't I, right now, and I'm not an expert necessarily, but I don't see like a negative correlation to the equities prices. And considering the Ukraine crisis, mm -hmm. rising interest rates, um, and generally speaking, a bit more cautious funding environment and investment environment, I think we're going to be in a sort of stagnation phase for a while. But then again, I don't think that there's going to be this crypto winter, winter because there's just too much funding. There's too you many think projects. it's going to keep going? Yeah. And there's too much talent pouring and too much ideas pouring into that space for it to completely That's true. It's, it's a whole generation who, yeah. who wants to, to get into Web3. Yeah. It's, it's really impressive, the inflection point we've, uh, we've yeah. reached right now. I mean, obviously us, the both of us are very biased, but still, I mean... I so yeah. many friends of me reach out to me like yeah, I want to do this and that and that and that. It's amazing. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, a couple of dilemmas. Oh yeah, yeah. Cats so. or dogs? Dogs. <laughs> was an easy one. Yeah. Um, because I'm allergic to cats. All right, makes so, sense. Yeah. Um, BCG consultant or CEO? A CEO. <laughs> of <Yes>. course. <laughs> what a question. <laughs> Um, Steve Jobs or Elon Musk? Ooh, that's a tricky one. Maybe we can we can take a moment. What do you like in both of them? Steve Jobs, I think his product vision was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, also his Vita, you know, like having Pixar and then being fired from his own company, etc., etc. I think very inspiring person also what he's built with Apple. Um, Elon Musk, I mean, he revolutionized a public sector that is spacecraft and made, took it sort of into the private sector. Co completely nuts. So I think I love, I, I really like Elon Musk for what he is. I take him with a bit of a grain of salt. But I think I find Steve Jobs almost more inspiring. Interesting, 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 interesting. I would be more of an Elon Musk I know. guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's not my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Twitter or Metaverse? 2D social uh, networks or 3D, 3D social networks? Ooh. Um. Hmm. <laughs> that's a tricky one. For me right now, it's Twitter. Okay. I have to see. 
Twitter is such a powerful tool. Yeah, In the yeah. beginning, I didn't like it. I didn't yeah. understand. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the on Elon's move on Twitter? Oh, it's incredible. Uh, fuck. It who started as a joke or something. Who would have thought that he buys Twitter? That's insane. It's a bit of turning too. But let's see what he does with it. Yeah, let's uh, give him the benefits of the, the doubt. doubt. Yeah. Um, all right, let's have the, the last question mm -hmm. and, and, and we wrap up. Mm -hmm. um, kind of the atypical question, I've thought. Yeah. Do you think sentient aliens have pets? Do you think sentient like aliens, aliens okay. have pets? <laughs> yeah, it was 2 a.m. when I did the question. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? What, what do you think they, they look like? Do you think the aliens <laughs> are the pets of, of, of some... Hmm, that's a good question. Maybe they are like, don't have legs and it's like a, a vacuum cleaner. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Do you believe in aliens? No. No, you don't? Uh, no, of course. No, actually, I believe in them because, I mean, Murphy's law, right? That yeah. what can happen will happen, so to say. True. Yeah. At some point Do you in believe time. in aliens? Yeah, I believe in aliens. Yeah. I think we're not the only one. No. Probably not at the same moment. Maybe they're far away, but uh, mm. I mean, it's just probability. Absolutely. So uh, in this uh, myriad of stars, yeah. there must it's be amazing. something somewhere. Yeah. If you <laughs> were a dog, what dog breed would it be? What dog breed would I be? Um... <laughs> Um, I would be, uh, how, how do you call it? Un livrier anglais? <laughs> An English... Uh, terrier? Or, uh, no. The English dog. Uh, We're doing an English dog in the Bulldog. next job. Bulldog, no. No. Greyhound. Greyhound? The, the English... Uh, greyhound. A greyhound? Okay, greyhound. <laughs> so, greyhound. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have to... Cut that lack of knowledge of a but dog beats out. Eh? <laughs> true, 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 no, true. I'm kidding. Um, I'm actually scared of dogs, man. Really? Yeah. That's why we have virtual dogs. Can bite you. Exactly. Not yet. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Imagine they could. Well, with what Mark Zuckerberg is doing with his, his hand, uh, his hand stuff, sensibility. Many other purposes for that device. I think. <laughs> Maybe I can overpass my fear. Of getting beaten True. with that, yeah, because actually it's like a baby when well that's what everybody says, but I'm not able to do it yet. Uh, but it's like a baby; it doesn't hurt. Yeah, and then he knows it doesn't. It's not supposed to hurt you. True. <laughs> okay. Deep insights. Yeah, deep yeah. insights. Starli um, Starlink or SpaceX? Oh, SpaceX. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? I used to be a physicist. Yeah. I have the head in the clouds. Yeah. Um, if I had the opportunity, I would definitely uh, yeah. <laughs> go to space. I'd rather go to space than put something in my brain. True. Fair enough. But it's probably simple. It's going to... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But it's, it's getting more and more... Um, mainstream, what was... What Jeff is doing, what no, yeah, totally. doing, yeah. what... I, 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 I truly believe that uh, in, in five to seven years, we will experiment it to go to space. I think so too, yeah. As um, 
yeah, as a tourist attraction or something yeah. like that. Totally. Um, we wrapped up without the most important question. True. What, before you leave, what can you share with the community? Uh, I know we're doing a lot of brand partnerships. Yes, I usually do. talk too much, so <laughs> yeah. I'll ask you the question. Yeah, yeah, sure. uh, how many brands, what can you tell to hype the community? Um, how many brands can they, and partnerships can they expect by, by the end of the, of the year? Yeah. So the strategy is sort of, you know, high quality, um, big impact partnerships. So okay. especially for the beginning. Okay. Um, I can so everyone trying, everyone with less than 1 million followers, don't even try it. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. No, let's stay humble here. But so we want to have partnerships that make sense. So we're talking with big retail fashion brands. Okay. Like really household names. Um, we're talking with football clubs. Nice. We're talking with Champions League, Champions League class football club. <laughs> <laughs> Then we're talking with who else? Musicians, I think. Okay. Yeah. Any? And then also, I mean, I, I'd love to do a partnership with like with like one big NFT project. A big like, NFT project. I don't know, like Zip Keys or Wonder Woman or Board APR Club. Okay. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. We replace the kernels of the board apes with the dogamis? Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's do mutant let's... dogamis. And do mutant dogamis? Yes. Ah. No, I'm, uh, peace. No, 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 no. Community. <laughs> no mutant. It, It's a dog's right world. It's no, a dog's but so we're working on a few big partnerships um, where we can do accessories for the dogs. Okay. We can build experiences for the game in the long run. And yeah, we have the NFT drop. How do you see uh, how do you see the bridge between the virtual and the physical? Yeah. In the game. That's a good question. I think we're gonna see. So we build something in the digital space that's gonna become reality in the physical space after, and uh, that's what I'm really excited about. So, the fashion retailer was talking about they want to do something like that. Mm -hmm. It's not signed yet. But basically, you have first accessories in the Petaverse, and then you have accessories in real life. Nice. That would be quite incredible. So my accessories in the game, I can actually wear them just like my... Your dog can wear them. My dog can wear them. <laughs> Fun. All right, all right. At, at least it makes sense. And uh, yeah, it's important, I think, to connect, yeah. um, to contextualize, to anchor yeah. with, with some physical outlets. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and apart from that, I mean, we have the NFT drop end of May. So that's going to be quite big. Again. All right. Um, How many breeds? Can I disclose that? I think so, five. Okay. Yeah, you know, disclose, uh, release five breeds. Five new breeds. Yes. It's good ones. Really good ones. I I'm know. really looking forward. I know. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We've been Thank you very much. Dreaming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hopefully enabling dreams to, yeah, to, yeah. to our auditors. Um, thanks, Max. I really enjoyed thanks, it. Yeah. In the end, it was uh, pretty smooth. Yeah. Um, and um, I don't know who I'm going to invite next time, but um, I hope it's going to be as fun as, uh, as now. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you want to join our community, check our Discord link in the show notes. We have some amazing people in there who are in the community, who support each other, 
It's a safe space for Web3 builders if you want to gather there too. This podcast is a production of Paris Lab. We'll catch you in the next session. <laughs>